You are listening to Moisture Festival Podcast. Welcome to the Moisture Festival podcast. I am Matt Baker. I perform a comedy and stunt show. And I'm Louis Fox. I do uh, magic tricks, comedy, and hand shadow puppets. <laughs> and we both have performed at the Moisture Festival for a number of years. So welcome to the podcast where we give you a peek behind the curtains of the performers and the people that make the Moisture Festival happen. You get a little, little bit of a look at their journey to getting on stage and a little bit about what they do in their time off stage. So welcome and be sure to check out all the episodes of the Moisture Festival podcast because there's a lot. There is a lot. And if you aren't familiar with the Moisture Festival, it's a four-week festival celebrating variety arts. So that's hula hoopers, magicians, people who balance on their hands, acrobats, pretty much anything you can think of. It is the largest festival of its kind in the entire world, folks. In the entire world, it's the largest festival, and it features some of the best entertainers and comedians working today. The festival happens in the months of March and April, and not only do they have world-class variety acts, but they have a burlesque venue that runs for one week only, and get your tickets for that early because that always sells out actually 95 percent we've crunched the data louie yes. 95 percent of the shows sell out so if you're listening to this in the months of march and april be sure to go to moisturefestival.org and get your tickets today yes especially if your bucket list item is to see the opening show get them now absolutely in this episode, we talk to Joey Pippia. He gives us a peek behind the curtain about his background as a professional gambler. Oh, yeah, that's that was really great. And he teaches me how to say his name correctly. <laughs> Which is the most incredible part of the interview. <laughs> it's a great interview. He talks a lot about his magic career, what brought him to the Moisture Festival, and a bit about his fantastic performing daughters. Yes. So let's get to the interview. All right. <laughs> Hey folks, we have Joey Papia in studio for the <laughs> How do we how do we say it? <laughs> well, actually the correct pronunciation would be well the American the American is Papia. Okay. Oh. That's where we say Papia. How, how, I said Papia. You did. But, you did but Joey, but Papia I think is the way my grandpa would have said, "Hey, Giuseppe Papia." Like, uh, I think that's the way he would have did said. Did you get flack with your last name? Was there jokes about your last name? Like pretty, yeah, pretty much. Pretty growing my, up, even my middle name. My middle name. I've hardly ever told anyone. My middle name is Carmelo. Oh, that's a nice middle name. That's and when great. I was growing up, I and nobody knew my middle name because it was just such. I mean, right now there were a lot of weird. Not, yeah, I mean, just unusual names. I, I like Car Carmelo. Yeah, Carmelo. And when I performed originally in New York City. Frequently, they would call me papaya. 
Ah, nice. Uh, and I and for a while I went by Joe Mango because I figured <laughs> I, I should be the one who decides which fruit I am. Hey, it's Joe but, Mango. Hey, Joey Mango. <laughs> but I think you're a Sopranos character. <laughs> Saturday Night Live had a, didn't they have a Joe Mango character? I for believe a while? so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was so, Chris Kattan. Yeah. So you you've been pre- performing at the Moisture Festival, I think, since it's since the beginning, right? I was in there. I was in the second year. That's and you are a comedian, a magician, a public speaker. And MC, you do it all. For, I do all of those yeah. things. You're right. At the, yeah. not only the Moisture Festival, but at corporate events and festivals and all over the country, right? Well, thanks for saying that. Yes, <laughs> that's what I do. That's exactly that's true. Oh, my favorite question I have for everyone is: Have you ever had a real job? But you don't consider this a real job. This isn't a real job. Do you want me to tell you the story of my quote-unquote real job? Yeah. Yes, no, please. Right. So I was actually I was a teenager. It was a uh, it was it was you know a lunch kind of a luncheonette. It was like a lunch counter, a lunch counter, and they were hiring two people to see whether not hiring two. Well, they were hiring one person, but they were auditioning two people. I'll use the word audition. Mm-hmm. And I uh, I turned and the coffee pot smashed and all the coffee in it fell to the floor <laughs> and I looked at the guy and I remember looking around and I said something like that that's probably not a good thing huh <laughs> and he he just agreed and then that and I didn't get the job and I so I've never actually had a job outside of that that was like the only job I ever really had. I, I'm surprised they didn't hire you because they would have been like we're already eight dollars in the hole with this guy. <laughs> right, right, right. If we don't it's hire an investment him, at that point, right? How do we take it out of his paycheck? <laughs> yeah, so well. you grew up in New York. I did. I grew up. Yeah, born and raised. I was born. In, I was actually born in New York City. Okay, and went to school. Went to school in New York City, and it's an interesting. I don't know if this is interesting or not, but why I don't speak like a New Yorker is my mom. This is a true story. My mom told me that I was going to acting school, and she said, "You know, if you're going to perform, you really shouldn't." You shouldn't say talk and dog and all that. You know, you should talk without an accent. So she sent me to speech school. And the reason wow. I told the story, yeah, a couple of years ago, and so that was when, when I went, that was many years ago. But uh. when, a couple of years ago, she was visiting. We were in Paulsbo, and there were shops. She was very happy. And we were walk, We were inside a shop, and somebody said to me, hey, are you from New York? And I said, wow. I said, you know, how, did, how could you tell it? She said, your accent. I said, I hardly, I hardly <laughs> ever have an accent. I must be tired. And she said, oh, well, you know. So yeah, here's but here's the ending. So we we leave the shop. My mom, we're walking. My mom's behind, and my mom says to me, "So what? You're afraid that people are going to know you're from New York?" <laughs> she actually said, that. "Like you taught me as a child not to speak person. like that." Yeah, I, I said, "You're the person." You helped, you helped me bury the body <laughs> in the backyard. <laughs> so, this is on you. <laughs> True story. This is your burden to carry. Yeah. So, but I did. I studied in New York. So I went to New York University, and I went to some schools there, and I did stand-up comedy at the Improv, Catch Rising Star, that kind of stuff. Now, in New York, you had because you're a magician. You uh, you had your first magic teacher there. Well, or I a did. Magic I, teacher. I did. As a matter of fact, the official magic teacher that I had was a man by the name of Tony Slidini. Does mm-hmm. that name resonate to you? To me, bit? it does. Yeah, to Matt, Matt probably no. less. Anyway, Tony Slidini. With Tony Slidini, I was working at Tannins. Tannins is a legendary New York magic store. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So but you were working at this place. I was at Tannins, uh-huh. and uh, and Irv, Irv Tannen mm-hmm. came over to me, and he said, so Joey, because I was like 17 at the, at the time, and he said, Joey, he said, so what are your dreams? And I said, well, you know, m- one of my dreams probably would be to study with somebody like Slidini. I said, that would be my dream. And he, he walked to the phone, picked up the phone, and he dialed, and he said, hey, Tony, I got a guy here that probably says his dream is to study with you. And he handed me the phone, and that was, oh, wow. that was how I got and how long were you with him? 
couple of years, maybe. Okay. I think it was like a couple. So when you when you are a magic apprentice, what what's that like? Is you classes? Course they teaching yeah. you like well, technique on uh, card tricks or stagecraft or? Slidini was known for creating a very unique, specialized style of magic that uh-huh. dealt with his physicality, misdirection, timing, movement, that kind of thing. And it's like, is he yeah. an Italian guy? Is he a New Yorker Interesting. also? He was, I think he was born in Sicily. Uh-huh. He, From what I understand, his name is Quintino Marucci. Is what I think his real name his is. His middle name is Carmelo. <laughs> <laughs> his real middle name is Mango. <laughs> and when I told him, it's funny, when I told him that I was Italian, he was beside himself. Really? He could not believe yeah, He hugged me and he was like, like, oh my God. He's like, I've lived in New York the whole time. I haven't met one Italian. <laughs> Italian. <laughs> well, so, another Italian magician, yeah, I would yeah, imagine, yeah. would be pretty anyway, exciting. It was, yeah. it was pretty exciting for him. And he had a couple of books coming out, and I was like involved in some the production of some of those books. Oh, wow. You know, you know like the magic of Slidini. Yep. And the, now, and, you know, one of the uh, tricks you do in your show were the, you knot the handkerchiefs together and mm-hmm. they unknot themselves. Right, right that was of, one of the ones uh, you learned from him. Ironically, I, I didn't actually... Of all the things I learned, that was not one of the things I learned oh, really? from him. Can you imagine? <laughs> I learned it from his book. He was and, holding back on you. Uh, well, we, you know, there's only so. I mean, the thing about it is there, he has a lot of magic that created. There was only so many time that we could spend. Um, and the silks are something you're right. I do that in my show. In fact, uh, those silks, the silks that I used to use, are actually the ones that he used to sell. Ah. And I, still, I still actually have a couple of those sets that he, you know, mailed yep. me. Because I was, you know, I mean, yeah, I saw him every week, but. Uh, you know, it was easier to send something in the mail to somebody back, back mm-hmm. then, I think. Now, do you still do the paper balls in the box in your show? I don't do it in my show, but I do it on special occasions. Okay. Yeah. And a friend of mine, uh, he's a part of a kind of like an eclectic sort of like, hmm, I don't even know. So anyway, he And I think he pref- I think he's performed at the festival. Mm-hmm. Um, he he and a partner did did that routine uh, in tandem. Ah. Uh, in Bellingham at Vaud Bellingham. Okay. And I went up to see them perform that. Oh, nice. I gave them some notes. That's so awesome. Vaud Bellingham, it's their circus open mic, essentially. That's, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you're not allowed to perform anything there a second time. Correct. Oh, that's you're cool. To perform so heaven forbid you get better at it. <laughs> not there. <laughs> yeah. Not there. And, <laughs> and I want to get back. I, I, anyway, I'm trying to uh, yes. you know who Pokey is? Yeah. So Pokey was performing it with a man, a, a contact juggler by the name of Daniel. Mm-hmm. And it's Pokey and Daniel. <laughs> Pokey and Dan. <laughs> and Pokey, Pokey performs. This is a 70s sitcom. <laughs> Pokey and the Dan. And he performs at the Moisture Festival. So your mom gave you the foundation for speaking and acting. You got the chops from Slidini. And so where did the transition happen to what you're doing now? Like you said, you went to Catch a Rising Star, started doing stand-up comedy. I had heard you had an alternate career path you were thinking of taking, yeah. which was gambling. You heard about that, huh? <laughs> We're on the street from you also have also, the same book. Also your blog. Yes. <laughs> oh, did I, did I mention it? Yeah. So I, I had, for whatever You've been visited by the same Shylock. <laughs> do you guys know anything about Blackjack? A little bit, yeah. Do you know, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I used to do a little team play okay. with my brother. So you know that Blackjack is the it's true uh, truly the only casino game where the odds change. Where where you can be if you know how to do this correctly, you can be the the person who has the advantage. Mm. And the secret is to is to be able to play when mm-hmm. you have the advantage in a way that the casino doesn't recognize that you are using your advantage. So you have to be there losing in addition to winning. I mean that's what I think. Yeah. I've yeah. discovered. And so it's a what, theatrical play in itself. Well, it is, because if you bet $5 when it's bad and when it's good, you bet 5000 Back to back like that. They'll yeah. Know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so in answer to your question, I was, for whatever reason, when I was about 17 or 18 years old, I was also 
sort of fascinated with that the notion of how to of how to win. There was a man by the name of Ken Houston. Is that mm-hmm. you guys never did uh, he write a he wrote a he book. wrote a book yep. yeah and so I studied the book and I was pretty fast with how to like how to do things just like in your hand and my dad handed me one day. What a family I must be when you think about this. Your mom's like, don't be a New Yorker. Don't be a New Yorker. <laughs> and play cards. <laughs> my, my dad handed me. This is crazy that my dad actually gave me this. I think I still have this article. For, it, was, uh, it was in the classified ads in uh, New York Times. Uh-huh. And it was, uh, it was a blackjack computer named Casey mm-hmm. that you could buy. That played perfect blackjack that you wore concealed under your clothes. And does oh. it like shock you? Or... No, no. I had read about like early versions of this where basically you had like an electrode on your test. Where this was sold to so that you could cheat at the casino? Well, the people who use it would not use the word cheat. Okay. But gotcha. they would Give say. Give you an advantage. That's right. They, they would say the casino is cheating too. Uh, and so why not? You're you both using the same math. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. That's right. So anyway, I, the anyway. robot is using the same math. Yeah. So I, did. I, I bought in, in Massachusetts. Robots are people, though. I, don't, I never had robots do my math <laughs> quizzes at all. Yeah, you use TurboTax. Ah, true. Yeah. Did you ever use the it box was, and play? It was a ten thousand dollar price tag. Oh, geez. Wow. Yeah. Wait. So your dad handed you the ad and was like, right. "You got something to work for." Something like that. Get your get well, it together. So we're double down, Joey. I'll tell you what I did. Right. It's time so for I, you to pull your weight around this house. The guy. The guy was doing, I don't know, he was doing a tour at like the Waldorf. Like I could go, I could go try it. I could go test out the computer. It's, oh, wow. It's this, I wish I would have brought it with me. It's the size of, you see that notepad there? Yeah, like, yeah. Or your phone, your iPhone? Yeah, yeah. I still have it. It's that big. Wow. It, it plays perfect blackjack. That's crazy. You operate it with switches that are above and below your toes, your right right foot and left foot. So there are two shoes that come with it. Um, and the uh, <laughs> shoes that come with it? That's right. Like, uh-huh. How right. come all these guys winning have the same shoes? <laughs> no kidding. That's part of it. I tell you, they're, the they're all wearing 1970s Converse. <laughs> it's, it's 2013. Yeah. Imagine getting shoes that you think, oh, these look like or yeah. crap or whatever. <laughs> you say you got like a pair of shoes, you know. You know. And so what I did was I, I, I didn't have $10,000, but I put together a cartel of people who were willing to invest thousand dollars or more who paid me money and I bought the computer and uh, that was how I got Wait, it. and you this a 17 year old you something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I was pretty I must have been a pretty a persuasive game. person huh yeah but anyway um, and and of course you know I had this awesome computer I mean that's what they were really they were they were like looking at what this computer did ah. and they were saying you know okay well this guy's this is a kid and I was I was proud I, mean, I was a pretty good magician by then I had some really awesome skills I and mean, I was able to demonstrate some sort of mastery with playing cards that I think made people think, oh, this guy must know what he's talking about, the real deal. Yeah. And, you know, so, and, and, you know, for some people, $1,000 is not a lot of money. I mean, for me, it is. Yeah. And uh, so I did. Yeah, I put together a cartel and I raised $10,000. Wow. And I yeah. And so Crazy. did you actually use this? Of course did I you? Did. Yeah. Went in. I did it. Um, so it paid for itself quickly. Here, here's the deal. Here's Do you the have deal. all your digits still? Let me give you, let me give you the story on that. <laughs> this is before the internet, okay? Mm-hmm. So I went and I played... And the guy who sold it, I think, knew that stuff was going to be happening in Nevada. And uh, and prior, when I bought it, if you went and played and got caught with it, they would take it away. That was the worst thing that happened. Mm-hmm. And usually, I mean, they would they would just admonish you and say, "Hey, you can't come back in here with that." Sometimes they would take it away, but I had no way of knowing. Uh, so, like, I bought it, and then like six or eight months after I bought it, after I was playing, it was declared uh, illegal. In mm. Oh wow! Nevada. And not if, and not that they would take it away. It was a one-year mandatory jail sentence. Oh wow! Just for having, just wow. for being caught with it. Gee, that's crazy. And yeah. so, 
And so I, that was it. I stopped playing. That's, I just thought, oh, you know. That's... Did your investors make their money back? Well, I figured out a way to pay them back. Okay. I, 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 I just worked on other things to make sure that they got their money back. Because ah. I felt like that was, you know. Oh, wait, but so they I, weren't using it. You were just, was, you were the guy, and then yeah, you yeah. pay them out. That's right. Well, and gotcha. The, I and thought the, you had to find 10 guys no. who had the same shoe size as you. <laughs> no, no, and, and the... That's the hard part. <laughs> no. Yeah, well, what size are you? Okay. I'm not, 8.5. I'm, I'm, I'm bad at math, though. <laughs> well, yeah, well, the computer, computer yeah. here's the deal. The computer does the math for you. So wait, You so, just sit uh, there, and, and I'll tell you the way it works. In your instep, there's a little vibrator, very silent, that buzzes whether you should hit, stand, double down, split your pair. But how do you tell the computer what the cards yeah. are? So, remember I said those switches, switches with your yeah, toes? Yeah. So, using a binary code, um, you can enter a 1, a 2, a 4, or an 8. Uh. And by using any of those combinations, or all, if you're using all of them, if you do them quickly, right, tap, tap, then you've entered 14. If you just oh do the God, 8 and the 2, you've entered a 10. If you've entered an 8 to 1, you've entered an 11. Anyway, that's the way you would enter. You know. I get the learning. What else can you do with your feet I, now? <laughs> I was pretty. I learned to gamble and tap dance at the same time. I was pretty good. Wow. I, pretty well, good I love the feet, learning yeah. curve on that. You're at the casino and they're like, okay, sir, what would you like to do? You're like, hold on. One, zero, 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 one, one, zero, zero, zero. <laughs> that guy looks like he has to pee really bad. That just sort of was a natural sort of thing that you did with the magic and the crossover and the gambling. What's the, what's the movie about the, the team, the, the team from. The oh, uh, Harvard or something, and then something they like go yeah, yeah. twenty. Yeah. I think it's like twenty-one Tw- or something. Twenty-one, yeah, something okay. like that. Anyway, yeah. twenty-one. The, the MIT team. Yeah. These things are still going on. Yeah, and so for whatever reason, uh, at the time I had passion for it, and my passion hasn't much changed. I'm still completely aware of the fact that that game. If you're in a casino, if you're clear about it you guys all know so know about the churches that do this kind of that use this as fundraisers you guys know about oh that? like you... in their basements and stuff they'll have like no, casino no, nights no, 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 they'll no, send no, out no. like gambling teams yes they do oh. you guys ever listen to a radio show called this american life yeah i have okay. so I if you if you log in uh-huh. uh at some point and and our and uh ira glass yeah ira glass ira actually goes and tries it and like does some stuff but he they 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 do a report of that church that used it for to raise tens of thousands tens of they thousands they can claim religious privilege if they get arrested yeah. can you imagine <laughs> well in the bible it says jesus was a pretty big costanza player <laughs> can ask <them>. can ask <laughs> do, you want, do you want to redo that like costanza. No, that's, <laughs> i think that's even I, better that's all i know a george <laughs> i know costanza player blackjack and seinfeld <laughs> that's it and, and on the third day, the Lord the doubled day, down. He doubled down. <laughs> yeah. he, he, he waited one zero 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 one. Is that why you moved out of New York? Because well, uh, truth be told, I did move. I did move out of New York because of the you know, of the gambling thing. I moved to San Francisco and then there with a friend of mine who was also a magician, who was also somebody I used to have a little team with. He's and he's not doing magic anymore, uh-huh. but he sort of like saw that same. So you moved, you moved out to California because there was opportunity. Kind of. It's kind of yeah. like the gold rush yeah. of gambling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of. Were you all still doing shows at this point, like magic shows? Or? I was still I was doing comedy mostly. Uh-huh. I was doing comedy. Uh, doing like comedy. stand-up? Or? Yeah, total okay. stand-up comedy. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Uh, punchline, is that the punchline? Is yeah, punchline. Yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, just because there's a place that hires you doesn't mean that there are other comedians are going to be there. But mm-hmm. there were like a lot of places like that where I was performing and doing comedy. Nice. Yeah. What brought you up, up to Washington? My wife and I, we actually, she was my girl, kind of my girlfriend at that time. She actually, can you, can you believe this is amazing? She, 
before we were married, she knew that that was what I was doing, that I was like playing blackjack uh-huh. with my feet. Can you imagine? And she <laughs> still, well, you broke it to and her? She, no, I told her. <laughs> oh, she okay. still married me. That's what I'm saying. So, so um, when you fill out the, 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 the marriage certificate, you have your occupation, foot blackjack player. <laughs> Can you imagine? So we moved to, we moved to California. That's how Southern bad California. things have gotten for her. <laughs> and I wanted to move to New York, but my, my, I was always... <laughs> what does your up, husband do? He's in electronics. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Right. She could do that. She could say it's that. True love, she? right there. Yeah. You wanted to go to New York, and she was like, "Well, it, no, I couldn't. I couldn't go to New York because my, it was too close to my family uh-huh. and my family, because <laughs> we were always involved in family businesses, and, yeah, yeah. and it wasn't so much. Truly, I know you're thinking that I hated them, and that that's a whole different issue. But there were I was in, there were family businesses that I was always, and not like family. Oh, we're gonna like kill that person, but like there were businesses that were I was involved with that I would always end up getting involved in. So I didn't move to New York to sort of pursue." that sort of next phase of my life, I moved to to uh, Southern California, started learning, I started acting again. Actually, in New York City, I did some acting at HP Studios, and I don't know if this is interesting to you guys, but HP Studios, and I think there was another place. Then I moved to California, did, did acting there, and then I thought, oh, this is going to be easier for me because I won't be involved with my family. But we ended up having kids, and we ended up oh, yeah. you know, doing all that kind of stuff. Now, with acting, um, yeah. were you ever on any TV shows or... There is a there is a TV. It's called, I think it's called Step by Step. Yeah. Step by Step. We got it there. <laughs> step by Step. <laughs> step by Step. We got, nailed it. And Step by Step. That was a like a Peter, Peter Duff, no Peter uh, Duff, um, Patrick Duffy. That's what. I, yeah, Patrick. Duffy. Gotcha. So yeah, so he was there. Uh, what else do you guys? What else? <laughs> what else? I've never I've never done this before. Oh yeah. What else you got? I, I hope it's all true. Now TV was something that just pass through or I was I was in an uh, I was studying I, I, I literally took a two-year course of study uh, with Joanne Barron acting studios she teaches the Sanford Meisner technique you guys familiar with that no, you know no, what that no. is? It's, just Sandy, but it's just basically Sandy was one of the people who like way way back in like the 1930s who like went to Russia um, with uh, anyway there's another guy who has a studio in Los Angeles anyway they were there and they came to the United States and and Sandy said, this is what I think he said. And these other people said, this is what I think he said. And they all had this sort of slightly different approach to how to create a genuine or a truthful moment on stage. And so I studied. Uh, so And Joanne, Joanne had studied with um, in New York City. And then she was branching out and had her own school in Los Angeles. And so I studied there. And it was a two-year, two-year course. You couldn't act. You couldn't do any, like, any kind of stuff like that. You could like literally only take class. It wow. Was pretty, yeah, it was oh, pretty ridiculous. Wow. Yeah. And so I did that, and then after that, I did uh, I did some of those things that you saw there, and then and then kind of all hell broke loose in Los Angeles. People were killing each other. I remember the riots. Oh yeah. Like, oh, so this yeah, is yeah, like yeah. the early nineties. Yeah, it's exactly right. Late eighties, yeah, early nineties. Yeah. Okay. Right. My daughter was born, I think, in ninety one or ninety two or 90. no, no. Fina, well, Fina was born in eighty seven, and Sophie was born in ninety one. All right. Yeah. And it was, uh, and so it was just, you know, it was just kind of like it was, I don't know, things were, things time were to get out of kind there. of going downhill. Now you do a duo act, a mind reading act with one of your daughters. I do, I do. We actually, we, I, I so Is it with you, both or one of them? I'm glad you mentioned that. Well, it's with one and it's Fina. And okay, call, is the other one uh, jealous? <laughs> no, I think she's, I think she's happy. <laughs> the other one's like, whoo! <laughs> I dodged a bullet. And it's funny. Don't have to go on funny, stage yeah. with dad. And truth be told, and, I, and she, Fina will be, if she's not here, but she would verify it, this was not my idea. Okay. She said, "Hey, I want to do that thing with you." And and actually, what happened? You got you, you might know a little bit about this, but but what got her what got her into it was, 
um, I, I, for a long time, I thought that uh, that Sophie would be perfect for um, a spirit cabinet routine. Okay. Oh, so yep. spirit cabinet routine yep. is where someone's in essentially like a box, uh-huh. and they're they're like they're tied to a chair, and you put like plates on them, and mm-hmm. then the, you close the door and plates fly out. Oh, that's or cool. Or yeah, yeah. you put, set a coat on their lap, and you close the door, you open it, and they're wearing the coat, but they're oh, still okay. tied up. Gotcha. Okay. And, and it's a thing that was sort of, um, it was a thing that was li- genuinely a, a representation of true psychic, psychic power. Like when it first started, I think it was the Davenport brothers, mm-hmm. they did this, and um, it wasn't a show. People would go, and they were, they were demonstrating the fact that they were communing with spirits. Yep. Gotcha. Yeah, so this was huge in like 1900. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, or even before, or that. even earlier. Yeah, even early, I think. Um, and and so uh, and so then it, it sort of jumped to like vaudeville, and then it was like this, there were figured out ways of doing it so that because the Davenport brothers used to literally like hammer shut doors on this cabinet. Gotcha. I guess people would probably stand for that today. It would, need to, it would just need to be different. People would need to really want to. But anyway, it's in a really slow way of creating all of this stuff that happened. Uh, yeah. yeah. And how did your daughter respond when you tried to sell her on the spirit cabinet? Well, yeah, hey, I'm going to tie you up to a chair and nail you in a box. <laughs> That's funny because the first first time, I, like I said, I mentioned it to Sophie because I thought Sophie, because part of part of the spirit cabinet, in my opinion, and I could be wrong, is that is that the audience has a perception of the person that's being tied up, that mm-hmm. they perceive this person as vulnerable, as not able to do all the sudden things that require, you know, physicalness. And I thought Sophie would be perfect for that. And I said, hey, Sophie, would you like to do it with me? And she said, and Sophie, Sophie has never been somebody who really wants to perform with me. Uh-huh. Ironically, she's performing with her sister right now <laughs> Mon- M- Montana. What are they, what kind of a show do they do? They do a thing called the Pippia Sisters. Uh, it's music. And in fact, they're, they're appearing, the Pippia Sisters are p- appearing at this year's Moisture Festival. Oh! They've been really oh, good yeah, to perform. For the 2020 oh, Festival. Yeah, nice. they, do, uh, they do a very, very funny visual bit where they, uh, where they play a song and, and play the tuba and they dance at the same time. Oh, that's great. Oh, that's cool. Right. So it runs in the blood. Look uh, at that. Well, apparently. Is apparently. your wife, all, was she a performer also? <laughs> okay. No. Okay. No, right. no. She's the one that keeps us... Same. Yeah, she has the health insurance. Yeah, she's <laughs> absolutely. That's right. I got my hip through that health insurance. You have three guys in this room who have health insurance through their partners. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, right. now your hip because you have osteoarthritis. Well, I, I had actually I had arthritis in my hip. Okay. It was kind of a one-off. I don't have like I don't have any other thing anywhere else in my body. And the doctor just said, "Hey, I think you were born with that. Let's get it out." And he did. And that was three years ago. And it's like. One of the best decisions yeah. I've ever made. Ah. Yeah. So yeah. you have a robot hip? Are you part metal? Apparently, I think so. Yeah, I Does it to... also count cards? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> you like, while you're I in the way. I wonder <laughs> if it gets in the way, right? Could it send me a little Fox shock if I need to double down? <laughs> I need one when I talk to my wife where it's like, yeah, you shouldn't say that. Yeah, don't say that. <laughs> oh, right. A thumper. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, so we got a couple other things like reading up on you, and there's a lot of good content online. And so one is you did a straight jacket yes, escape. Uh, I did. Yes, 60 I feet, hanging upside down 60 feet in something the air. Something like that. And was that yeah. to promote something in particular or just because you're like... Neat. You're like, it's Tuesday. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I, <imagine>. bored. <laughs> I had designs that it might be something that could be done elsewhere. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm not so sure that I want to do it again because I have to tell you, it was it was a little... It, I, I was I really imagine. 60 feet up in the air. I was upside down. I was hanging by my ankles. I was mm-hmm. tied in the straitjacket. 
And I'm not so sure I want to even do that again. Yeah. Who do you trust to tie the... Well, that's true. You know, right? that's what like you should the... say. So I, here's the deal. I, I, I did the ankle ties myself based on a, based on a bungee, bungee jumping design, Okay. Gotcha. So, that, so that I knew that it was something that would hold my feet. And I'm a, I'm a, I used to be a rock climber. And so I have, well, I have like some harnesses and I have sit harness. I had a sit harness, probably two or three in case the ankle tie failed. I had like two or three different. So you had some fancy. That were going to, that were going to be. Yeah. And truth be told, you said, who, who do you trust, right? I literally didn't know I was going to do it until just a few days before because I wasn't able to meet the guy who owned the tractor until just then. Uh, Not the tractor. The, like the crane the whatever, or whatever. The crane. Yeah, yeah, the crane. And so I met him. He came out from, uh, Near near Port Angeles, and, uh, and I looked in his eyes, and I said, "All right, we can do it." But it really wasn't until I saw, I saw his in his eyes, soul. You're like, he's only murdered two people. <laughs> no kidding, like no, like you know, his heart mean? says like, that's all he's got. <laughs> he's on the phone. He said, "Oh yeah," he said on the phone. He's like, "Oh yeah, no problem." But you know what I mean? Like, yeah, anybody's yeah. gonna say no problem. Yeah. Anyway, you're so quick to say yes to something this yeah. weird. I yeah. don't trust you. Yeah. <laughs> so no. you were just doing this, you know, to promote your show, or I just, like I said, I really thought that there might be a, a way for me to do it in other places, uh, other intersections, <laughs> something like that. You know, street light <laughs> performing, and and that was truly that was truly the motivation uh. behind it. And I didn't, and, and I, I met a small video, and I had some people there, and, and I and I, it was it was really That's it awesome. was really, and it's a funny thing because the next day, or not the next day, but. The, there was a, you know, like uh, people, you know, I mean, I'm kind of a comedy kind of guy. Uh, I don't really say a lot. Of, I mean, I guess I'm saying a lot of things right now that are kind of straight. <laughs> but but in my show, people come away. I think they've laughed. Yeah, yeah. And I remember I got, because what I did was I had, I had like a protocols and checks and I was upside down. I was head to head with the guy who was my lead, whatever uh-huh. was my lead. And we were face to face. And we, we had like a final check. And he said, all right. And he turned to the guy and he said, okay, you know. We're ready, whatever, go, whatever the words were. And I heard there was like the audience like thought like, oh my God, he's really going to do this. <laughs> like they thought, I think they thought like, you know, like there's going to be a joke or something. Yep. Yeah. And, and then, then you went up and, and then now, how do you practice that? <laughs> right, well, it's funny you should mention that. Um, I have a garage. You just hang off the roof of your garage. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I bet your neighbors are like, Absolutely. Eh, Absolutely. looks like I he's had... getting ready for a show. There goes our property values. <laughs> <laughs> and I had my daughters come. To make sure they that they couldn't make me fall off because I wanted to make sure that they knew that I was safe. Ah. And so I had them come in and I said, "All right, come on in." I said, "You get a hundred bucks if you can if you can make this not work." Ah. And so they tried their best. What does your wife tell people you do for a living? I think she tells people I'm a magician. Ah. What do your kids tell people? Then I'm a magician. Okay, okay, okay cool. good. Oh, good. Yeah, I'm a magician. Well, let's go yeah. back to your performing. because that's kind of oh. the only, that's real. I'm sorry, because that's really what I do. I mean, yeah, I do yeah. have this small theater in Port Townsend, and I do I sort of keep it. There, uh, I mean, I teach one class each week. I, I have some classes and camps and programs oh, during cool. the summer. Um, Are you teaching acting or magic really, or performing? Well, right now it's improvisation. Uh-huh. During the summer, it's it's many many different things. Uh-huh. But I, um, I, I mean, I, I keep the theater because it's a really great resource, great place for me to practice, for us mm-hmm. to rehearse. That's we're, awesome. The How... show that Fina and I are doing that mm-hmm. the we're doing, we've got a tour that we're doing in Montana. Oh, you that. and your daughters. Yeah, the that's psychi- awesome, psychi- man. Dynasty. That's yeah. so great. Yeah. Now, yeah. Right, so the act you do with your daughter, what what does it entail? Do you do like lock her up in the spirit cabinet? Yeah, absolutely. Ah. Yeah, yeah. I and do you play up. music also? Are you part of their musical? You know, it, isn't this funny? Right, there is so much music in my house, and and I am not a part of it. I don't play mm. instruments. I don't, I don't have an instrument that I play. I mean, you know, I mean, I could joke and say I play the radio. Yeah, ha, yeah. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, but I don't, I don't play an instrument. Isn't yeah. that ridiculous? Yeah. 
No, I don't play an instrument either. I don't uh, feel like you play that. the ukulele. Yeah. yeah, but are you surrounded? Oh, well, all I'm saying is, I'm sur- my my wife is a church musician. Uh-huh. She's a choir director, and she has over thirty piano students. Gotcha. So she is a performer in a yeah. way. Yeah. Well, I guess okay. So when when people ask you what your wife does, you're like, not a musician. <laughs> that de- no. Definitely doesn't do piano. Oh, well, she's a. She's <laughs> a I never occurred well, to me. That's cool that your kids sort of took aspects of each of their parents, right? Okay, the okay. performing aspect of going on the road and doing shows, and then applying the musical aspect of what your wife does. That's kind of that's kind of awesome. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think so. Working with an an adult child on stage. So I work with my daughter, and we do a, a two person act. Like, mm-hmm. um, what are the challenges? Like, when you are putting stuff together, are you equals or are you dad? No, we're equals. Okay, nice. We're equals yeah. in that. Yeah, we're equals. Yeah. And yet, there are times when I say to her, well, like for example, um, there might be something that has to do with the script because uh, where I say to her, hey, um, I think that maybe this would be something that you could say here, mm-hmm. and and she'll she'll say well i'm not so sure that that's right but i said well here here's why i'm saying that i'm saying that because because i've been doing this for a lot of years and she's my, like i've and, been doing it my whole life and my experience <laughs> tells me that 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 might be something that we can do here instead mm-hmm. and she like hard, she hardly ever says no Ah, to some to, to that kind of an gotcha. argument but if it's just like a personal like uh, like a, like i said oh i like this better well, too bad. I have to say, okay. Yeah. Yeah. okay. That's cool. I yeah. like that you keep your, continue to develop your stuff, implementing new aspects, putting your kids in. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, yeah, um, yeah. Right. you had a show called something grandeur delusions delusions of grandeur yeah, that's my that's my that's my stage show okay cool and yeah, i've yeah. heard it's amazing i've never i've never well, seen it myself i've seen talk to my mom did you no no <laughs> okay. for people who have seen it talk to your yeah. daughter <laughs> people who have seen it that's yeah they say they loved it Good. and you still do that show too and you tour that around well it's funny you should mention that the answer is yes um and i and everything i do is like a like a variation of delusions uh-huh. um i did it as a standalone show in seattle probably at the, at the Seattle Center like uh-huh. 10 or 15 years ago. And that was the first time I sort of experimented like what it would be like to like just do something like that out there. And people really loved it and it was a lot of fun. Uh, and and I still, you know, like I don't know, I don't know, but like you guys, I don't know. I, like I sometimes like I, like I think like what the hell am I doing? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. like where oh, yeah. am I putting my energy? Like yeah. what am I doing? And so... Um, you know, like, and is money more important than art? And like all of those kind of things. And those are the kind of things that kind of sort of like, I, I like agonize over. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but Delusions, yeah. Delusions is still a show that I, still I do. And and so like, for example, I, I did a did a Halloween party for, um, I think it was a treasury. It's like national treasury, like uh-huh. NT. And, and, and that show has, you know, it was a half hour stand-up show. But that show has, at least half of it is stuff that I did in delusions. Gotcha. Okay. You know, and so, so it's your core yeah, that you yeah, pull from. Yeah. 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 Now when you're not performing at the Moisture Fest, I mean we obviously you do corporate gigs, but Correct. what other venues and you have your theater, what other venues are you at? Did you do you have the magic chamber down there at all? No. no. Wow, okay. No. So I didn't even come across the magic chamber. Oh no. wow. So the magic chamber, I'm surprised because it was the most recent ver- We only go we went to your website uh, and your step-by-step uh, I went MDB to the dark entry. web. There's not, there's <laughs> okay, not a yeah. lot of info. But That'll get buy, you in trouble, right? But you, yeah. but you did buy a Kia yeah. cocaine. I, I did type Joey Mango into the dark web. <laughs> <laughs> so so the Magic Chamber is the thing that, that evolved out of my close-up work, um, and I did it in Port Townsend at my little theater, The uh-huh. Chameleon, many years ago. And I did it I did it as a... Uh, I did the Magic Chamber as an opening... Not an opening, as a... Um, 
as a reason to do a, a prediction, because I've always wanted to do like, you remember, you remember, I don't know if this is something that rings true for you, and I don't know how much you like are fascinated by magic and stuff like that. And I'm pretty, I'm pretty, pretty deep into it. Okay, so <laughs> yeah, remember, he, he was lost a long time ago. <laughs> do you remember when people would uh, predict like the headlines to the newspapers yeah. and stuff like that, and they do like a blindfold drive and you know, uh-huh. all this kind of stuff. And so anyway, I'd always wanted to do a newspaper. In fact, I, I did a newspaper prediction when I first moved to Port Townsend mm-hmm. with the leader, and then I thought, oh, you know maybe I could do like some other version of that. And so I decided that um, my kids, and I was not, but my kids were big fans of the whole Harry Potter thing. Uh-huh. And I thought, oh, you know what? Maybe I'll do like the final line of the Harry, the new, the final Harry Potter book. Maybe that's interesting. Oh, like, so you predict it before exactly. it comes out. So oh, I, that's sent cool. it, I sent it, it went to the newspaper, they held it, put it in a safe, Mm-hmm. The police brought it over. Now you know, right? Oh, that's I know, cool. I mean, I know all of these people. They're like, uh, we could be fighting crime, <laughs> but they didn't. Yeah. But we <laughs> want to know how Harry Potter ends. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, uh, and so I did that. And what I thought was, you know, I really need to have a show because I can't just have a whole bunch of people come together to my theater and watch me. So I put together this show that I call the Magic Chamber. And the Magic Chamber was something that I performed, and it's like a and I, it, it's a, the full title is sixty minute. No, it's called it's called thirty seats, sixty minutes, one outrageous event. Oh, right. yeah. so it's really yeah. intimate. Yeah. At it's 30, totally, it's a totally intimate show. Yeah. And the reason, the reason I'm so impressed that didn't show up is because I did the last time I did it was uh, I do an, uh, a New Year's Eve show with uh, called Wine and Wonder ah. at, uh, in Port Townsend, uh-huh. and this was this was the fourth year that I've done it, and so I'm just surprised that it hadn't popped up here in like your yeah cast. your step by step bio. So anyway, so I did this thing Wine and Wonder, and so the the Magic Chamber is something that I do pretty regularly it's a it's it's a piece that i'm uh, trying in fact the opening of that was a piece that i did you guys know about the, the thing i did two years ago for the ibm do you guys know about that do you know about for that? the international brotherhood of magicians or the computer company? no 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 the ibm so you did it for the international brotherhood of magicians the IBM, uh-huh. yeah it was for the it was for the north american championships for FISM, FISM, which is the Federation International Society of Magic, which is... (laughs) Is that the rival to the Brotherhood of Magicians? No, that's that's like the big international one. Gotcha, okay. So So you did a big thing for for FISM. No, I did a a piece, I did my opening piece from the Magic Chamber. Gotcha, cool. At at that FISM competition. Okay, very good. How did you place? I came in third. Third? In, In what category? Awesome! There was only one category. Only one category. Badass um, category. I, and I, I guess now I guess that was the year. So uh, maybe the, maybe it was close up. Maybe it okay. would have been close up. Yeah. But anyway, third. that's amazing. Well, here's and those the, are some of the best magicians from around the world. Right? The or the ones who were willing to pay <laughs> yeah. the money to go. Right? That was the year, the heavy hitting year. So what happened that year is there's two magic societies. It was technically one in the United but States. But they, didn't they have one convention? They had a combined yeah. one that year. So yeah. there's the Society of American Magicians. Uh, which was founded by Houdini, and the International oh. Brotherhood of Magicians. And that year, to compete at FISM, you have to have an endorsement from those organizations. Oh, gotcha. So that particular year, they said instead of having two endorsements and letting FISM figure out who they take from the from United States, we're going to combine our conference and pick one, and that person is guaranteed to get in. And how do you get endorsed? you have to just go to like a notary yeah, and do some yeah. card tricks for them? And, uh, yeah. yeah, and so first place at the IBM-SAM combined convention was guaranteed a contest spot at the FISM convention, That's which is right. a huge deal. So what you're saying is like the people who attended are a combination of the best of the people who would be at both conventions. Yeah, it's kind of the best nerds so there you go. in the world. Maybe. There you go. Maybe. Anyway. See? Yeah. Normally, I have my FISM card in my See, wallet. If it would have just been the seal, you would have taken first. <laughs> uh, right, or, yeah. And, and so so third that year is amazing. 
Oh, I'm glad you did yeah. the year you did it. There you go. If it's in an off year, third, you're like, well, who competed? Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, there was, right, the guy who ended up winning was from Cuba. Ah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Right, Cuba. Because there, right, there were people from Canada and people from Mex Mexico. Yeah. Uh -huh. But then people will come from all over the world, that's too, right. though, to compete. Because if you get the endorsement, if you get first place in the United, you're guaranteed your spot. Gotcha. That's right. So these people are like, oh, I live in Korea and didn't win here. I'm going to fly to Japan and do theirs. Oh, I didn't get it there. I'm going to fly. Oh, wow. It's like America's, America's See, I didn't know any of that. Have, we're going to have to talk later because I didn't know any of that. So, <laughs> See, that's you, how yeah. deep I am into this. No, no, that's great. That's great. I should have been right. I should have been consulting with you. So um, we'll just wrap this up. Yeah. Where can people find you, find more information about you? Well, joeypipio.com. Okay. That would P -I -P -I. be... P-I-P-I. That's correct. P-I-P-I-A. P-I-P-I-A. Yeah, two P's. Yeah. And the soon yeah. soon to be created Joey, Joey Mango. It's the Joey Mango. Joey yeah. Mango. Don't don't go to Mango. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Okay. And so they can see you if you have kids and you want to take an improv well, workshop. They can come right. to your theater Port Townsend. Port, Port sure. Townsend. Um, and uh, depending on the time of year, because during the rest this right now it's invitation only. Uh huh. During the summer, it's open. Anybody can. So sign to up. get the invitation, you have to win the IBM yes, championship. You got to get, <laughs> like yeah. get endorsed by two different societies, secret societies. Okay. <laughs> okay, and so, and if they want to take that class and get inv invited, can they get in contact with you through your website? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. There's a link there. And you just then, click, you click on any it other projects it. that you want to promote? Well, I do. The, I just want to mention that Fino. The, the Pippia sisters will be in the Moisture Festival this, yeah. this year. Yeah, absolutely. This, this is their first time entering. Have, have they ever have they ever been to see you at the Moisture Festival? Oh, of course, all the time. Okay. Yeah. In fact, Fina Fina and I have done the spirit cabinet there. Oh, okay. When I when I've performed, she, she she's been there as part of that with me. So so they know they know what they're getting into. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> and, that, <laughs> and do they they have a website that people can check out also? Or? You know, they don't actually have a website. Okay. But that'll probably be happening pretty soon. Great. And that's what the Papia Sisters. Papia Sisters. Yeah. Papia Sisters. That's okay. No, Papia's fine. That's and you can you can Pipia. you can Google Papia Sisters. There's some videos of them um, on the interwebs as well. That's awesome. Well, we want to thank you for coming in and being a part of this. Of course, check you're out. Welcome. And you're, you're at this year's Moisture Festival too. I will right? not be. I'm, oh, I'll what? Be there. You know, I I what? Here's what I do. I I, I like you put your kids in. You're like I just <laughs> all residuals all day. I, Hammer and checks. I step back. And I tell, I, I send Tim an email, Tim first, who's the guy, yep. one of the booking people. And I send him an email. I say, Tim, if, if there's anything I can do to help, if somebody like can't be there or if you need somebody, I said, I'm local. And if you want me to do that. And so that's usually the way I end up being part of the Moisture Festival. And, gotcha. And that's my contribution is like, you know, just figure out because they, right? I mean, don't you think they need, I mean, I could be wrong. But don't you think they need help sometimes? Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Th things will happen. Like I'll get a call and they're like, "Hey, can you MC tonight at yeah. Yeah. seven? I'm like, "It's six fifty eight. Okay, on my yeah, way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Text me the list. Yeah. Well, we're thank you for coming and doing this. It's been a. I mean, I've watched you for. I mean, I grew up in Eugene, so I saw you at the oh. country. I've seen you at the country oh, fair. I've seen you at the wow. new old time Chautauqua. I've seen you at the Moisture Festival. So I've sort mm -hmm. of seen you perform over the years and it's, it's awesome to have you here and wow. i'm you know yeah. thanks for being part of the moisture thanks, festival thanks for helping out well i'm glad to be here yeah thank you guys for doing what you're doing absolutely well thanks
We want to thank you for listening to the Moisture Festival podcast. If you haven't bought tickets yet for the festival, you can do that at moisturefestival.org. You can also find out information about volunteering or supporting it financially as well. Just click on the contribute button. You can also find Moisture Festival. They are on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube if you want to check out more details on any of those social network sites. If you want to find out more information on Louie and I, we do a podcast together that is completely different than this podcast and it is called the odd and off beat podcast and you can find that on any platform that you get your podcasts at if you would like to find out information on louis and i's shows you can do so by visiting louis site which is louis fox with two x's Dot com. And Matt Baker's site, ComedyStuntShow.com, spelt the way you would expect it to be spelled. Yes. And we want to thank all the volunteers, performers, sponsors, donors, board members, producers of the Moisture Festival for helping make this thing happen. Absolutely. A lot of moving parts, and they do a wonderful job at creating a very unique experience that you cannot get anywhere else. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Moisture Festival Podcast. And stay moist.